In a world full of monsters and mayhem, curious things may happen out there, and somebody's got to talk about it. This is your host, Matthew Morrison. Welcome to the very first podcast of Curious Things May Happen. This is a podcast where I bring stories from around the globe to your listening ears. These stories are paranormal in nature. They're brought to you by people that would like to have their stories told. So without further ado, here is our first story. Our first story comes from Snapchat. A woman reached out to me through Snapchat and wanted her story told. The following is what she told me. When I heard about Stacy, I was confused as my ex was living alone at the time. He said that she was very nice and that made me happy. Well, when I would go to his house though, I would notice the couch was indented as if someone else was sitting there. No harm, no foul, right? Well, for a few months, nothing really happened and everything seemed like it was going back to normal, or so I thought. Things started to move around. He couldn't find his keys or wallet until the next day. He started to think that it wasn't Stacy moving these things around. In confusion, we started to look into the history of the house. In our search, we found a woman named Tara who had hung herself. Her son and husband had both died during the war, and we scavenged up newspaper clippings of all three deaths. Tara's body wasn't found for weeks. My ex figured there was something evil going on, which is why I stopped going over there. I ended up sleeping on the phone with him because he lived alone and I wanted to keep him company. But random things started to pound on his door during the night, and I would still hear him snore through all of it. He's a deep sleeper, but every time I heard the thumping, I would wake up. After telling him about what I heard at night, he decided to get the house blessed, but that just made Tara, or whomever it was in the house, more angry. That's when he started to see her. I don't remember what he described her as. The only thing I remember him saying is she, or it, or whatever was a deep red, almost demonic-like. We started video chatting after that, and something behind him flew across the room. I didn't know what to think. He decided to stay with his brother after that, and decided to talk to Stacy or Tara, or whoever it was, at a later time. We had never really thought about trying to communicate with the spirits, but he went back with a tape recorder, and he caught a voice. The voice was harsh, and said something to the effect of, She's mine. We figured that this evil spirit was trying to keep Tara from crossing over, and might have always been in the house. Afterwards, he got the house blessed several more times in hopes of banishing the evil, and we believe it eventually left. We hope that Stacy was able to pass on, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Our second story comes from Reddit user QuietVoice4846, and it's titled Doppelganger. Late at night, I used to go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can still see myself standing in the mirror out of the corner of my eye. It is like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me, to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it, because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards in the edge of the bed and stand up in front of the bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy 
and I can't really move so good without it hurting. So he wanted to talk to me about it. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out, and I finally told him about what I've been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy too, as well, but didn't really want to talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we both saw it. If you love this podcast and would like to see more paranormal adventures, hop over to YouTube and check out Pale Horse Paranormal. There you will find my ghost hunting team, Pale Horse Investigations. I have been a paranormal investigator since 2008. Pale Horse Investigations got its start in 2012. If you like what you see, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you. Our third story tonight comes from Reddit user Fuzzy Bandits. When I was a teenager, I used to babysit my cousin Alyssa. She was little, maybe almost two, maybe a little older. Old enough to say sentences anyways. Well, one night I'm giving her a bath before bed and she looks out into the hallway and gets a terrified look on her face and starts crying. At this moment, my aunt's Pomeranian starts going nuts as well, barking and growling into the hallway. The atmosphere in the room became uncomfortable. I started getting scared. I took her downstairs from the third floor in the townhouse to try and calm her down. I asked her what was wrong and she said something along the lines of, The man with the black eyes was there. When I continued to pry and ask questions, she looked up at the second floor stairs, her eyes getting big, and looks at me, bringing her finger up to her mouth and said, Shh, while shaking her head no. Even to this day, I'm not sure I want to know what she saw that night. For our last story, we have a great interview for you guys. So we're here with Mariah today, and she's come and wanted to tell her story to us. So Mariah, can you kind of give us a little heads up on what happened to you? Yeah, sure. So I've got a couple little small things that happened over many years, and then I've got this one or two big spooks. Um, so I guess when I was younger, I was more susceptible, I guess you would say, to strange and eerie things. A lot of people and, are. Yeah, that seems to be the trend. And so I guess the first thing I remember is one morning, uh, one night I was just sleeping, and then you know I had a little. I guess a little nightlight. I was probably like seven or eight. And I wake up and I just see something sitting in my room and it's standing up and sort of hovering over me. And I was really confused at first. I thought maybe my grandmother checking in on me. And then I, you know, rub my eyes open and I look and it's just a black mass, just no features, no nothing, just a big old black. And like, I. Got a little spirit, went under the covers, and peeked back out, and it was gone. And I, I thought I was just super strange, and it never happened again. Do you happen to remember if you were tired a lot back then? Uh, I mean, I could have been, but I was I'm a pretty energetic kid. I was athletic and everything, so... Okay. Um, I mean, I could have been tired. It was really late at night, as far as I remembered. <laughs> right. Well, the only, well, the only reason I bring that up is say this was something paranormal not just your eyes playing tricks on you um it could have been something that was feeding on you the fact that it was leaning over you kind of makes me feel like that possibly it was feeding on you yeah i mean it felt more like i was being watched but a little too closely (laughs) was it humanoid like did it look like a human or was it just a black mass 
There's like a there's like a black mask, like a tall black mask with like a rounded top, like a popsicle kind of looking thing, but black. Huh. Okay. And it was like it bent over, like from the side of my bed, bent over to over my bed to look at me, or I think there's no okay. face or anything like that. Right. So it didn't look like a like a man or anything. It was just kind of a yeah, weird shape. No, yeah. There's no arms. No. You know. Nothing. Okay. So that was spooky. <laughs> right. And then, you know, I had little weird things happening. I don't know if I was seeing doubles or someone explained to me maybe I was seeing like an echo or like a pre thing where, for instance, I would see my twin brother go around the corner and I'll look down and I'll look up and I see him going around that same corner just seconds after I saw him do that. That's strange. I was like, I don't It was like instant deja vu, like right at right. So it's so, almost uh, like a precognition where you yeah. saw the future and then the future happened right after. Yeah, I, I, I could not explain it. So, I mean, it, it only happened like twice ever. So I was just like, all right, let's not make a big deal out of that one. Yeah, I can understand that. That is uh, pretty interesting, though, that you were able to kind of see things twice. It makes me wonder why that certain instance needed to be seen twice, you know? Like, why did you pick up on that? Yeah. Like, what was so important about my brother to go in from the bathroom to the kitchen twice in a while? Exactly. That's what I was kind of getting at. It seems just like such a mundane thing that wonder why your psyche or whatever was happening, why that instance? I don't know. Maybe he had a respawn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have, he must have respawned. When I was uh, just maybe three years old, I was, you know, having a hospitalization. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Yeah. And I guess they had these all-religion churches in the hospital or near the hospital next to it and these churches had no statues of any kind to represent all so i think it was just markers okay and my grandmother told me the story actually because i don't remember it she said when we went in there she was pushing me in my carriage and i said hey nana look look at all the angels and nana just kind of dismissively like oh yeah yeah that's yeah and then you realize wait a minute there's no, there's no statues or pictures or anything here. So what was she talking about? And I don't remember that one at all. Yeah. But I just, trust your word on it. <laughs> yeah, I thought your grandma would just be like making up stories about you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of um, a neat grandma. <laughs> yeah. There was this one time uh, when my twin and I got home from school where nobody was home. We were old enough. We were like maybe 10 or 11. And we don't we come home from school alone all the time. Man and Papa's working. But there's this one afternoon where we got up to the door of our house and just something felt weird. Something felt off. And we couldn't get ourselves to go in the house. We were just too creeped out by something. I mean, we'd never do this kind of thing. So we actually went to the neighbors next door, knocked on their door. And I was like, hey, can we stay here until our grandmother gets home? They're like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're just, I, I think we lied and said we got locked out of our house or something. And, you know, we told Nana when she got back. She goes, guys, you could have just gone in. And to this day, I still feel like if we did go in, something bad would have happened. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I just, oh, I just felt like it's so hard. Yeah. Um, usually your gut feeling is you need to listen to your gut feeling. There could have even maybe been a robber or yeah. even anything. Uh, but yeah, always listen to your gut. That's my opinion because it know it usually your your third sense knows best. And it, it wasn't just me feeling; it was my twin brother at the same time feeling. He like I thought maybe I was just being 
you know, dramatic or pushing the situation onto him, but he reciprocated the gut feeling. He's like, yeah, something's right. not right. Were you and your twin brother born at the same time, or was uh, it... Yep, just two minutes apart. Okay, so the fact that you are twins, that means uh, usually that you have a stronger connection. And so a lot of the times when you feel something, they're going to feel something. And it's so, funny you say that. He, yeah. Matt, his name, he, you know, he'll text me one moment, just be like, hey, did you back her on the lower left side? I'll be like, no way. Mine does. What, what's up with that? But, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is the connection. <laughs> but moving on, what are some other ones you've got? Um... Well, when I recently lived in Texas uh, for a few months, uh, I had some strange things. I, I was told beforehand that the place I was staying at had some activity. For instance, music would play randomly in the night, but it would be like non... Like a music you can't put in a genre. It'd be like bad jazz piano music, but without rhythm. Mm-hmm. There's no radio in the house it's, you know, right. it's just, it's, so when I got there a month and a half later it's two in the morning and I kind of faintly hear it I'm like that, that can't be true no way there's no way this is happening Right. I, I looked everywhere and you know, my roommate said yeah I told you I mean I don't know where it's from it sounds like it's coming from this corner of the house or in this wall or somewhere but it's like when you try to get closer to the sound it's like moved or it's not there and it sort of plays tricks with your mind you're like it's like at that volume where you can't tell if you're imagining it at this point because it's so quiet and you're just trying to fill the void of silence or yep. if it's actually there i've had that same problem where i'll hear something at say a haunted place or sometimes not even a place that is known to be haunted i you know i will pick up on something that's super quiet but you can hear it like like you said sometimes it's music or a word or a phrase and you kind of have to like did I just hear that because it's so quiet and kind of almost off in the distance so that, that's pretty strange and then at that same place I would hear like little cans in the cupboard move or fall I don't know if that was you know a little critter or, or something because like I was coming out of the bathroom and I saw it just fall right out and it was really dark and it fell right out in front of me clicked and my heart stopped for a second and I was like there's no way I right. <laughs> yeah that that would be pretty creepy and like you said it could have been a rodent or you know maybe something more sometimes in that same house the uh, the dog we had would just randomly bark and she does not bark it's a dog that's quiet and we know that sometimes it was squirrels on the roof or in the wall trying to get through uh-huh. other times when you know it's not a squirrel like when it was raining or at night when they're not around so let's stare at the wall and go back and forth. And we're like, what? I'm like, we'll listen up real close to see if we can hear the little pitter-patter of the squirrels. And at times she wouldn't hear it, but she would still get real focused at this door or this wall or this corner. And regardless of paranormal or not, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if your dog possibly seeing something that you can't see, yeah, that's uh, that would freak you out. Um, <laughs> dogs are known to... Because dogs have a higher sense, uh, they can see certain things we can't see, hear certain things, obviously smell things we can't smell. Like, they can even check, I don't know if you're aware, but dogs can even check people for disabilities and diseases right. just by smelling them. And so it's very possible that maybe your dog was seeing something. And it was very jarring to hear her bark at 2.30 in the morning. I don't know, it's just one bark, just boom. 
and it's just like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hello. Did it sound like a warning bark, or was it more of a... Sometimes, what... yeah. Okay. It's just it's like this one bark, like, what's there, go away kind of bark. Gotcha. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be, but sometimes it'll be more of a curious bark, like, what's going on kind of thing. I hadn't heard a bark like that, unless we're teasing her or messing around with her, but right. like, with the scary stuff, I haven't, it, it was mostly like a get away from her kind of thing. Well, good. It sounds like uh, he was trying to protect you from something. Yeah. Good dog. The next thing would be uh, when my girlfriend and I went to a Stanley Hotel in Colorado. We lived there for a month. We went on a ghost tour, and the uh, tour guide gave us little EMF devices and gave me one of them. Nice. And <laughs> he said, if it goes off anytime during the uh, tour, shout out whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Hmm. And so we got this place in the building called the Green Room. Ah, uh, yes, where, I heard of that. Where a girl named Susie is said to have make an appearance from time to time yep and my girlfriend being the girl she is was kind of teasing and when uh susie ain't got nothing and as soon as that happened my emf went off and so me being a margarita drinker i started yelling out tequila tequila <laughs> that's great and the girl the, the the mom or someone in the room with us just ran out just booked it now admittedly i did have my phone underneath the EMS. I don't know if that's a weird coincidence and my phone set it up or if Susie got mad at my girl. <laughs> Did you get a text message at the time? No. Okay. So it very well could have been your phone, but usually the phone doesn't emit too much EMF until you get a text message or a phone call or some type of electronical signal coming into the phone. And when it receives the signal, it releases EMF. Right. And not only that, but if, if you know, I was holding it in my hand, the whole time so i would think it was gonna set it off but it set it off multiple times not yes just that. so that's that's why i'm not completely sure it was your phone because like i said um i've i've had phones near emfs it's not recommended but i've had it happen because i've used my phone as an audio recorder and so i have had to have it next to it and so you have to be careful with it possibly messing up the emf but it doesn't sound like that's what happened that night yeah i mean i'm not sure <laughs> it was just weird i can tell you that much Oh, I'm sure. I love that she booked it out of the room, though. <laughs> well, that woman had she was done. <laughs> That's great. Um, and, you know, we took more photos and had other weird things happen. We took, you know, basement photos. We don't know if it was dust or orbs or what. I mean, you're in the basement with the wine cellars and all that stuff, so can't really tell. There was one picture that had, like, a white blur, I guess you would call it. Uh-huh. Like, a, like a fuzz that seemed to be in between two people, but nobody both uh, noticed it, so... That's a weird one. It's nothing, at, you know, substantial. I just thought it was kind of weird. Right. So that was, you know, another fun trip. We left happy from there, spooked. And I guess on to the more bigger, serious things. Mm-hmm. In fifth grade, when I was about 10, we had a Christmas, well, I went to a Christmas party for my half-sister's family. And we had a cousin there that I got to know. And, you know, it's a teenager and everything. And got to know each other better laughing so he liked me took a liking to me unfortunately a few weeks later a few months later i can't quite remember the timetable he passed away and my sister was just distraught over it randomly one afternoon in fifth grade classroom while we were getting ready to pack up you know get our jackets and backpacks on i could have sworn and it's very vivid that i saw him the cousin standing at the backpack rack sort of leaning back with his arms crossed looking at me sort of giving me like a a nod saying like i'm okay like it's i'm you know i'm at peace kind of thing and i don't know if with my brain 
trying to find a way to console my sister because she's very spiritual. And I like to believe that I did in fact see him. So when I got home that night and I told my grandmother and I told my sister and, you know, she still misses him to this day. But she said that moment really made her feel better, at least for that that day. And I thought that was one of the most vivid things. Like, like, like I got a message that I had to deliver to right. make my sister feel better. So it's interesting. Um, it's very possible that you saw him in that, like you said, he wanted to let you know that everything was okay. And I think he knew that you would let, you know, your sister know that also everything was okay. And then again, like you said, it could have been your imagination. You kind of thought you saw, expected to see him there, or you might've seen him in that position before and out of the corner of your eye, your brain expected to see him there. And so therefore he was there. But then again, it's, it's just so hard to say. Yeah. And in, this is one of those instances where it was very clearly not out of the corner of my eye. You know, it was just very clearly right in front of me. Across okay. the room. Okay, well then yeah. probably probably not then. So, it, it was just one of the more eye-opening things that happened to me. Well, that's, that sounds like a, a very positive event, and I, I'm really yeah. glad it happened. On the flip side <laughs> of a positive <laughs> event. And on the other side of that story. I don't remember when this was. It, must, it wasn't that long. It must have been back in college. Okay. So she was in my room, and at the time there were three men, of all the same height or so, living in this house. One slept downstairs who slept to the right of my door if I'm looking out my door. Okay. What height were they? Um, about five, five-ish. So shorter people? Yeah. Well, it's one shorter and then my grandfather would be six feet. Okay. And so I'm sleeping and I hear a little pop of my eyes and I see that my bedroom door has sort of popped open. I don't know if maybe I didn't click it all the way closed or something. And then the light turned on, the, the main light, one with a chandelier. So living room's all bright. And I look out through the crack on the door and I see somebody sitting in the computer chair. This is like 3.30 in the morning. Right. I see someone sitting in the computer chair facing away from me, but I can see their black hair. And I thought, well, that's weird. Who's, who's getting on the computer now? It's really late. And I didn't really make anything of it. And so I looked away for a second, I looked back, and it's gone. I thought, okay, I don't know, maybe probably getting ready for work, maybe my brother getting on the computer or something, I don't know. And so I take a moment and just kind of keep looking out. And of course, I'm in my bed away from the door, I don't dare get up. Right. And suddenly, three shadows of the same height go from left to right, past the crack of the door. And that freaked me out, because I was like, one, we don't have three people of the same size, and only why would three people go to the one room that's right next to me? Like, there's no other rooms. So it was just unnatural. It was just weird. It spooked me. It made my heart stop, and I flew myself under the covers. And I didn't dare peek back after that. So if we dismiss the computer part, or maybe even continue to use the computer part, was anyone in the house the same height as the shadows that you saw? Um, not really. It was like, always, it was like in between the heights of everybody. Okay. Which was really weird that's, that's, I could not figure it out okay well the reason I asked was I thought maybe it was your whole premonition thing working again and oh. you saw them as shadows and it might have been the same person that later was on the computer and maybe went in there like three times you saw them that's, going into the room three times that's a good point I might have maybe that did happen I never thought of that that's why I like having these conversations is to kind of <laughs> help dig up some memories with people but with you saying though that it wasn't quite the same height that makes me wonder maybe it was something else i mean it's hard to tell because i'm laying down i'm yeah i'm 
you know, my, gla my glasses are off, you know, having just put them on, my eyes are getting adjusted, so. But it was clear, it wasn't like I was dreaming. Right. So, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was freaky. So, what would be interesting is, say this was a spirit, and maybe they were on the computer. What's interesting is why three different spirits of the exact same height would go into a room together. Yeah. And it was, at the time, was uh, my, if it was college, then my brother had moved out, so it would have been to my sister's room. Hmm. But I don't know if she was even home that night. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah. Another thing that could have been... I said they could have been going to my grandparents' room, who's also in that direction. Okay. So another thing that I could have possibly been is you were talking about energy building up. Well, that can create a residual haunting where it's not an intelligent haunting, and so all it is is leftover energy from people doing the same routine over and over again in their life, and so it's possible maybe that some of that energy manifested itself like three times, and so it might have been three different times that this person came through, but you just happened to see those three instances all at once, which is kind of rare if that was what it was, because usually you only see one instance at a time. Someone's going up or down a stairs, and does this, you know, thousands of times in their life, a new family moves in, they might still hear the person or even see the person going up and down the stairs while that person's still alive. And it's not so much that the person is haunting the building, because obviously they're still alive, but what's happened is their energy, they've done it so many times in their life, the energy's just kind of got stale and stuck there. Mm. I, I hope they're not conscious of that, Luke. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, it's just leftovers. Think of it like... Like a husk. Kind of, yeah. It's it's not them. It's just leftover energy. Like, uh, have you ever gone into a room and it felt cold or, or you felt you go into a room and you feel angry all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> and no one else is in the room. But it, what might have happened is a very angry conversation or even something violent might have happened in that room. And what's happening is, is you're going into that room blank and your body picks up on all of this negative energy and so you start feeling the emotions that the people in the room started feeling. Kind of on a weird tangent, that last what you said reminded me of a, a nightmare that my brother had one time of a person coming out of his closet and it was like a shadow person coming out of the closet and like killing him and he woke up and for like a week he would not sleep in his room. So was that around the same time that you also saw your shadow figure? No, that was when he was like maybe eight. Like he was old enough to know what's real and what's not. And my shadow experience probably like five years ago. So when I was 20. Ah, okay. 22. Okay. Were they in the same building? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's possible that what he dreamed way back then could just still be lurking in the room. It's, yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because my cousins used to live with us for about 10 years. And one of my cousins would refuse to go to that back room. Just felt like it was not right in there. It's only she would go in there. She's supposedly really sensitive to the paranormal, according to, like, psychics she saw. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, maybe she was picking up on what used to be back there, possibly, or maybe it moved on, you know, maybe it didn't. And it does sound like it was a kind of a negative energy. I can't say it this. It seems to be just headed to that room, if there is one. Mm -hmm. And it might be. It might Maybe that was their room they lived in growing up, or maybe it might not even be human. Maybe it's just stuck to that room, and that's its... Maybe there's a cursed object in that room, or it's just something about that room in general. Right, yeah. Something tells me the closet. Something from the closet. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I would definitely say the closet. You might even go 
during the day, obviously. You might go and see if you see anything odd in the closet, like maybe a drawing or maybe even just something on the walls, you know, just something not right. Yeah, house is old, almost 100 years from what I'm told. People have lived here before us a long time ago. Yeah, so it might be interesting. Uh, You might see if you can find something, and if you do, contact me and let me know about it. Well, it was a very good conversation, and I do appreciate you being on the show. I hope to hear from you again. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe for more true ghost stories.